1: You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show, and I'm your host, Heather Vale. Today, I'm speaking with Will Abbott, Director of Development, and Shanice Stevens, Director of Education for Junior Achievement of Southern Nevada. JA of Southern Nevada is the local branch of Junior Achievement Worldwide, dedicated to providing financial education to elementary, middle, and high school students. Will and Shanice, thank you both so much for being here today.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much for having us, Heather. Yes, thank you so much.
1: So for those who aren't familiar, what exactly does Junior Achievement do and also Junior Achievement of Southern Nevada specifically?
3: As a director of education on my end, and me and Will do kind of the same thing, just different size of the coin. So I typically look to reach out to K through 12. That's traditionally been our target demographic of students. As of last summer, we've increased that to 18 to 25. So recruiting and reaching out to schools that are looking for that financial literacy, personal finance, career work readiness aspects to be added into their everyday classroom. Um, However, offering that through a volunteer and bringing their mentorship. So with that, I recruit the schools for the students and any program that really works with students, actually. And then those community volunteers and community organizations that want to be a resource and help us reach as many students through their personal aspects with financial literacy, work readiness, and different ways that they can be a resource to the students of Southern Nevada. So we do that on a local level and on an international worldwide level as well.
1: Nice. And how big is junior achievement worldwide on an international level?
2: So junior achievement worldwide is in over a hundred different countries, and we serve over 10 million students worldwide every single year. And again, our, our big three pillars that we try and teach kids through volunteers is financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and work readiness, which is kind of what, uh, Shanice had hit on a kind of career exploration and getting to show those kids, you know, what's, what's your path to the future if that makes sense. So, but yeah.
1: Okay, nice. So what's the J.A. Inspire Career Expo that's currently happening?
3: So that is one of our programs, uh, just like all the a lot of our other programs that we offer to be a resource where we have our community partners wanting to reach out and help students be prepared for the workforce. So uh, J.A. Inspire did start as an in-person career fair. The Southern Nevada and Northern Nevada office started it during the pandemic. And so it's a virtual component. And this year we've added the in-person component um, where students get to prepare through career assessments. I would say almost a personality assessment to know what type of coworker they will be, what type of employee they will be. So when they are, whether it's in the virtual platform or in one of our in-person events, able to speak to that organization about the different careers that that organization is offering and how that student sees that they're best fitted. Um, and what they need to do to prepare for that. So sometimes this last Inspire Fair, we had a lot of students from the school district, Clark County School District, that were in the CTE program, the Career and Technical Education program, that already have started taking programs where maybe they're into STEAM and STEM programs. So they know, oh, I would like to be an accountant. So then they're going to go to RSM, one of our partners, and say, hey, I'm into uh, numbers and accounting. What do I need to do prepare now as a junior or senior I'm um, in high school? And so if they have internships, scholarships, all of the things available, really doing mock interviews, really giving the students those resources firsthand is what Inspire is supposed to be for.
1: Okay. Now you mentioned the broad range of ages that junior achievement helps out in general, but what are the grade levels specifically for JA Inspire?
3: So JA Inspire for our chapter, we target eighth grade through twelfth grade. And then we also have 18 to 25 with our partnership with UNLV um, and some of our community college partners where we have been offering them to participate and inspire as well. Um, And theirs is more on that. They're looking for positions. They're looking to see what jobs are currently available. So the Water District is one of our title sponsorship partners. And they have positions from 16 all the way up that candidates that potentially can come to inspire and be prepared and get an interview to um, interview with the
1: water district. Cool. Okay. So what is the difference between the live events and the virtual program that's part of JA Inspire?
3: The live events are just one day. So we had our first live day to launch our virtual Inspire campaign. So it's that day, those sponsors that decide to come in person or if they have the ability, they're in person talking to them. But then they're also in our virtual platform for 90 days. So students can download things into the virtual backpack. They can apply for positions that are open, watch videos, get educated on that organization. Over a 90 day span, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they have access to these companies. There's ways that they can leave questions like, hey, I've watched this video. I had a question. And then between our staff And the booth exhibitors, they get that information back to the student. So the in-person is just that day. We have two here in Southern Nevada. So if the students do miss the in-person or we just don't have the capacity at some times, they still have access and we
1: have unlimited
3: capacity for students to join us virtually.
1: And then is there another live event coming up closer to the end?
3: Yes. So right before we end our 90 days, we'll have our last um, in-person for us will be May 9th and that will be at UNLV.
1: Perfect. Okay. And so what is the time span for the 90 days? Like how long is it running for? So it will be February 15th until
2: May 15th. Kind of just echoing what Shanice mentioned is it's, you can access it, you know, anywhere in the world. If you're on a trip in Bahamas and you want to look at career fairs with, with your your son or daughter next to you, you can log in and you can check it out kind of deal. Uh, I got to take a trip to California and I showed my nephew exactly this. I was going, getting to go through and see, oh my gosh, this is what a police officer might do. This is what somebody who works for the water district might do. And it's, it's really fun and interactive virtual platform where because we partner with, you know, all of our vendors and our partners and our sponsors, you can actually engage with them. And so if you've got a question about being a police officer here in Las Vegas, We've got somebody on the end, other end of that chat line that can say, hey, you know, what's it like being a police officer? And they will respond and say, hey, this is kind of what a normal day is like. Also, did you know that you don't have to be a police officer to work for the Metro Police Department? And so it, it kind of is that we're aiming for this really interactive and fun, I'll say kind of career exploration platform that's, that's, again, open for 90 days. So fun and amazing stuff.
1: Yeah. So how many students are you expecting to take part over these 90 days? Our goal is 5,000
3: between us in Northern Nevada, but between this is going on our third year. So we've had a lot of schools, that sign up their whole school. So right now we're on track to go over 10,000 students uh, that will have access to the virtual platform. So they'll be able to engage and interact. In the Southern Nevada office, we do a leaderboard. So if you're downloading applications, you're asking questions, you're getting points. Um, that way we can do a prize raffles, recognizing those students that are just really involved in getting that information so that they can, you know, just get that information and learn about what's out in their community, whether it's in southern Nevada or Northern Nevada. Our goal here is to keep our students in Nevada overall um, and give them those resources to know what careers will be here and profitable for them to invest in while they're in school within the next 10 years.
1: Okay. So you both hinted at a few of them, but what are some of the companies or some of the career opportunities that kids will have access to specifically?
2: So we've got, and I'll I'll kind of start at least at the top of my head, the Las Vegas Valley Water District is one of our presenting sponsors. They've been incredible. So, so we've got them. They had an in-person booth as well as obviously the virtual booth. Our Las Vegas, uh, Nevada Broadcasters Association, they're also one of our, our major partners with this. So kind of exposing young people to all the things that goes into broadcasting and that, that uh, industry and career track. Nevada Gold Mines, which was an, an incredible partner. So that's that's kind of showcasing obviously Gold Mines. And kind of all throughout the state. I know, obviously, northern Nevada. We've got the mines up there, and so just exposing those kids a little bit more to all different kind of industries.
3: So we have the sixteen career clusters, where it's just where students gauge if they are interested in communications, if they're targeted towards doing more STEM or STEAM jobs. So with that, we had you know we early admissions department working with us, so that way they're also understanding what those industries look like, do they need to go to school, are there programs that they can do, there's two-year associate degrees and different programs of that way, um, so our goal is those 16 career clusters, and that's just how our program is broken out, but then we have our community partners that also kind of help the students brainstorm of, okay, this is a landscape or, you know, a small foundation, what does that look like? For you?
1: Okay. What types of skills are the employers looking for these days, both soft skills and hard skills?
3: I know on our end, just with talking to the employers and just getting the feedback, um, was just students that are aware of how uh, the power of social media works and how to use that and bring that innovation to a lot of organizations. Um, like, you know, the Review Journal is one of our sponsors and partners for Inspire. Um, so students needing to be able to Record, edit, create their content and get it out there. Having that following, which also is aligned with a lot of students, We're like, okay, oh, yeah, I want to be a viral social media influencer. Just knowing, okay, you can be a social media influencer, but you have to understand algorithms, you have to understand marketing, you have to understand what does that look like building up your fan base and having, you know, a plan of action. You just can't become an. I mean, well, I guess you can be an overnight sensation. But <laughs> uh, how to maintain that if you so happen to become, you know, an overnight sensation to make that a career. So I would say the soft skills, but also tapping into that a lot of the technology that students are using and to making sure that a lot of companies and organizations are able to be progressive with how they're updating with technology, making sure that our students are their clients and their the customers they're looking to serve. So it's a twofold in how the students and our employers are being able to work together.
2: I'll just add to that. One of the other really fun things uh, that, that Junior Achievement does for, for young people, obviously, is it, it shows young people that why you're going to school, essentially. And so I just to give a shout out, RSM uh, and Ernst & Young, th- those are two of our, our amazing partners in, in our JA Inspire Career Fair. And mm-hmm. so learning and understanding how to use an Excel spreadsheet, which sounds really basic, but a lot of times in school, we don't get that taught to us, right? Yeah. So that, uh, our math skills and in, in a lot of people too, as, as kids, and that was so funny, I got to see this over and over again. As kids walked into the career fair, they'd see the, you know, the accounting firm booth and they wouldn't like that doesn't scream excitement to them. Yeah. But they, as they interact with the, those accountants and those recruiters and those folks that work at those firms, they go, Oh my gosh, this actually sounds like a lot more than just, you know, kind of doing numbers and, and quote unquote boring math. This is really helping companies and helping people understand their finances kind of deal. So it it's opening those kids to other different careers that they might not have considered. And also, like I said, um it, it shows them when you're talking about accounting specifically of uh, oh my gosh, I there's a reason behind why I'm learning math in my school. And, and we see studies show that as students go through our junior achievement programs, you see a lot higher engagement when they go back to the classroom. And so you, you kind of see that win win, if you will. So
1: So is it open to all students in the district between 8th to 12th grade and 18 to 25 years old? Or are there specific criteria like they have to be going to a specific school that JA normally works with?
3: Um, So we service all individual schools or even small groups. So we've had church groups reach out to us because financial literacy and work readiness um, are great pillars within their group. Other nonprofits reach out to us where they can use our material to help just further execute their mission as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, most of our programming is done in a group setting. So a student wouldn't be able to register individually, traditionally. Um, It is usually a school or a classroom or organization will reach out to us to service a group of students that they are working for. And all those students will come together to do the programming. Just because a lot of our program is workshop model, So Mm -hmm. the students get introduced and they work together as a team to kind of have that brainstorming and group work where they figure out processes and doing group activity to further help them understand um, the material and the lessons that they might be doing for junior achievement. But any school can reach out to us to sign up um, regardless of if they're within the Clark County School District or if they're a private or charter school, homeschool, or like I said, another nonprofit or youth organization.
1: Right. So that's with the traditional programming where you go to the students and spend a day with them or a few hours with them in the classroom, teaching them certain things. What about for the virtual component of the Career Expo? Is that open to any student within that age range? We still try to track by classroom. So usually
3: we get parents that reach out to us and then we help them reach out to their school or if they're at at home group because we track through the students. In that whole class. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a whole school. It can just be a one, like an economics class or a math class. Okay. Um, We currently don't do individual student sign up, um, but we do have um, material that um, students or parents can sign up their kids to do just for their one student.
1: Okay. So let's say there's a parent listening and they have a student who's in eighth to 12th grade or up to 25 years old, or even, you know, maybe a young adult is listening as well. That's in that 18 to 25 year age bracket. And they're like, you know what, this JA Inspire Career Expo, Virtual Career Expo sounds totally cool. What do they have to do to reach out and hopefully get involved?
3: Yeah. So they can just give me a call (laughs) um, at our office here or shoot me an email. And then we usually just schedule some time to go over what program and what they're looking to do and we get them moving forward. So it's very simple. Uh, Currently, we do not have any costs affiliated with our programs because of our sponsors that allow us to offer it at no cost. Um, So most of the time we have yet to have any programs that we are offering that are at a cost. We tend to have community partners that cover those costs. Pretty much through a scholarship, um, so we can have it available
2: to as many students that would like to access it. I'll kind of just mention that it costs fifty dollars per student. And again, what what Shanice just shared with us, those costs it's it's made essentially no, at no cost to anybody who wants to join us because of all of our sponsors. So there, there's definitely a cost, and we are so grateful to all of our partners and and sponsors for helping make this no cost to everybody hopefully listening. And if you are listening and you're a parent or an educator, please reach out to us. Uh, you can you can even ping us on our website, which is org. And we would love to hear from you and just in- engage with you, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Shanice, what's the phone number if they want to go old school and call instead?
2: <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm old school. <laughs>
1: it's 702-214-0500. Okay. And what's the email that they can send a message to? It's Shanice, S-H-A-N-I-C-E dot Stevens,
3: S-T-E-V-E-N-S at J-A dot org.
2: On the other side of that, if you're listening and you're a business or a potential sponsor and want to get involved and show what you are doing in the community and helping, by helping Junior Achievement and also get in front of those young people and And ideally, recruit them uh, to to be a part of your company and and show what you're doing in the community. You can also always email me. Uh, My email is will.abbott, so W-I-L-L dot A-B-B-O-T-T at J-A dot org. And and again, you can always find us online at J-A-S-N-V dot org.
1: And what kinds of businesses normally make good sponsors, Will?
2: Uh, oh my gosh! I this is a, a bad answer, but it's it's really the truth answer. All, all, <laughs> all any, of them, <laughs> yeah, all of them is is really the answer. Yeah, I say that because uh, we've gotten to work with some of our professional sports teams that are big, big advocates and partners with us. I love giving a big shout out to the the Las Vegas Raiders. They are super pro uh, junior achievement and just have been a, a great partner with us. To uh, Walker Furniture, so furniture are are, are a family owned furniture store. They've been a big partner with us to to NV Energy, to Nevada State Bank, to uh and a whole bunch of uh, our I'll say our financial banks here in in Nevada. So Nevada State Bank, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Bank of Nevada. We mentioned the Las Vegas Review Journal, Univision is a is a, uh, another big sponsor with us. So kind of on the broadcasting fund side. We've worked with the government. So Clark County and the city of Las Vegas, they've been a sponsor with us, construction companies. And, um I, I could go on and on, they, but just at all businesses are definitely welcome because it's, it's, it's a great way to get back to the community and a great way to get in front of the next generation of of, of your future workers and our, our, in our future here in the community.
1: Most of the ones that you mentioned are larger companies. What about like a smaller organization or an entrepreneur who, you know, happens to be doing some cool stuff and wants to teach some kids? Oh, yeah. We
3: have a lot of small entrepreneurs that um, did JA when they were growing up. Mm -hmm. And so they run pretty profitable business, but they just maybe have two employees. And they come in and they do a lot of the one-on-one classrooms, some of our ongoing classrooms and inspire Inspired, they maybe wouldn't, they're not recruiting students, you know, to come and work, but they'll be there talking to the students, answering questions, you know, being a volunteer in any capacity is helpful to us. And we encourage that because we like to have students have a realistic idea. They're like, well, I don't want to work for anybody. But also working for yourself means you're working 24 hours a day. What does that work look like? What's the difference between, you know, understanding, oh, I'm really good at social media. I want to be an influencer. And knowing how to, okay, if you're gonna have a staff, you also have to know benefits, payroll, holiday, you know, all the legalities of being a business owner. So mm-hmm. you have to be more well rounded than just the art or the craft that you're doing. And that's what some of our small businesses come and help us do um, when they, you know, they find the time and they between running their small business. Um, but they often understand the impact of how beneficial junior, junior achievement is if you, you know, just, Plant those seeds for those students now, um, and a lot of the our small business owners say that they got started by wanting to be a business owner because they did junior achievement. And you know, just letting them know like this is an option, and this is what it looks like, so you can start now or start later in life.
1: Awesome. Okay. So once again, the website is jasnv.org, jasnv.org. You can find out more about Junior Achievement of Southern Nevada there. You can also find out about the JA Inspire Virtual Career Expo, which is going on now until May 12th. If you would like to talk to Shanice about being part of this or, you know, doing other programming, You can give her a call, 702-214-0500, 702-214-0500, or email Shanice.Stevens at ja.org, S-H-A-N-I-C-E dot Stevens, S-T-E-V-E-N-S at ja.org. And if you're a business owner, you'd like to be a sponsor, you'd like to volunteer, give Will an email. That's will.abbott, A-B-B-O-T-T. So, double L, double B, double T, will.abbott at ja.org. And again, the website, jasnv.org. And Will and Janice, I want to thank you both for being here, letting us know about the cool programming they've got going on, especially the Virtual Career Expo sounds like an amazing opportunity for the students to take part in and hopefully kind of hone their career ambitions and figure out what courses they need to take and what they should be doing. So it sounds like a fantastic opportunity. And of course, junior achievement programming in general is always amazing. So thank you both for being here. And I appreciate your time.
2: Thank you so much, Heather, for having us on. Yes, thank you,
3: Heather. We appreciate it.
1: When a student lacked basic needs, like food,
3: clothing, and learning materials, attending school can be a challenge. And that can make it impossible to thrive. At Communities in Schools, we address this issue by ensuring that students have everything they need to re-engage in learning, access to technology and school
4: supplies, and even emotional support. By bringing Communities of Support to students, we're achieving equitable learning conditions. And that's what Communities in Schools is all about. Learn more at CommunitiesinSchools.org.
1: I'm Heather Vale, and this is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. Today, I'm speaking with Robin Growley, Head of Consumer Deposits at Bank of America. According to their recent survey, 77% of consumers think inflation will impact their ability to save toward their goals. But next week is America Saves Week, and it's the perfect time to examine our savings strategy and double down on building healthy financial habits. Robin, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So what exactly is America Saves Week?
5: America Saves Week is a nonprofit that encourages Americans to save money, reduce debt, and develop healthy financial habits. And this year, there are over 3,600 organizations across the nation that have committed to helping Americans save. America Saves Week runs next week from February the 27th through March the 7th, and it's really focused on the theme of building a financially confident you. Every day, there'll be a different area of focus, such as saving for the unexpected or saving for major milestones. So if you have any listeners out there who are interested in learning more about America Saves Week, they can visit americasavesweek.org.
1: Okay, perfect. Now, let's talk about what the future holds for savings. So how much will inflation impact our ability to save for the future?
5: Yeah, you know, great question. We see that people across America are finding it harder to save than in prior years, mostly thanks to inflation. But even though we know that inflation is out there and budgets are tightening, many consumers still are saving. In our recent Bank of America survey, we found that nearly one in two Americans aim to increase their savings in 2023. And in fact, the majority of those made a savings-oriented resolution this year, either putting money aside for retirement or building that emergency fund. Then I would say the other trend um, in addition to saving is we are seeing, you know, people prioritize paying down debt on their credit cards and student loans. But then also about one in four are hoping to take some vacation this year. So we are seeing some funds put aside for vacation. But even with all of those good intentions, rising costs really can impact Americans' confidence and in their ability to save.
1: Yeah. And are the good intentions just good intentions that we all start every year with? Or are there changes in place that make these trends come to light and possibly even happen?
5: Yeah, you know, what I would say is, you know, all of these good intentions, we are starting to see, you know, that they are happen, right? And it really, it really starts with the Americans building a budget, right? And then continuing to revisit that budget, so. Even though inflation is out there, it's not impossible to stay on your budget, but it does take some flexibility and reprioritizing. And I think when, you know, you see that, you know, your your family, your friends, they're really looking at that budget and they're saying, gosh, what am I going to do? I want to save, but I know all these, you know, the prices are higher than what I'm typically paying. When they go back and reexamine that budget, they may need to pull back on some of their non-essential spending, right? So that $5 latte that we, you know, love to have every day, you may not need that every day, right? So you kind of put that in your, your wants versus your needs category. And then you really need to think about in order to continue driving those savings goals forward and to meet your goals. How do you go ahead and maximize that budget? An example I love to share is just around, you know, going out to the movies, being able to say, hey, you know, going out to the movies, it's really fun. And, you know, it's a great evening, but it can be pricey. So can you have a, a night in? So I think those are some of the trends that we are seeing happen, but then also how that we are seeing Americans continue to be successful with their good intentions of saving.
1: Yeah, Now, when you talk about building a budget, of course, I can hear a collective groan from the audience. Oh, no, not building a budget again. That's always the advice, right? And and people don't want to do it because, it, you know, it's work. It takes a little bit of work, not a lot of work, but it takes a little bit of work to build that budget. So if you can break down just the nutshell, how do we figure out what our budget should be and actually put it in motion?
5: Yeah, yeah. Good question. So I would say this. First things first, when you know that you have a savings goal that you set for yourself, most important, you need to open a separate and dedicated savings account. That's one of the best ways to help keep your savings on track. Not to mention, it really helps you resist the temptation to spend your savings on other things. Once you get that savings account open, then you're absolutely right. You want to step back and, and establish your budget or even reassess one if you already have one, right? And that's where you think about those needs versus your wants. Determine what you can realistically put away each month. And I think the important message there, and this is probably where so many of Americans, you know, myself included, we get a, a bit of anxiety when we think about saving. It's like, oh, I have to have this big daunting goal, and I have to save a lot. And that's mm-hmm. not true. You can begin saving with just a few dollars a week. It, what's really important here is to remember that consistency is key in building any habit, especially when it comes to savings.
1: Okay. And then, you know, we talked about inflation. So inflation happens, life happens, unexpected expenses come up. What do you recommend if someone just wants to throw in the towel and abandon their savings goals because it just seems too hard to move forward?
5: Yeah, you know, I think many of us face that, right? It's the unexpected expense that comes up and it's like, oh, now I'm totally off track. Well, don't let that derail you, right? I would say go back to that budget, re-examine the budget and figure out where you can pull back. And even the other thing I would say is as you set these goals for yourself, you may have, you know, a set time on your, like, well, I'm going to, you know, save X amount by, you know, a, a month from now or two months from now. You know, give yourself a little bit more breathing room, right? Maybe extend those deadlines or extend that timeline that you originally, that you originally set. And in that way, that'll help keep that momentum and that'll help keep that savings habit, even though you may not be putting as much towards savings as you originally intended. But in all means, you know, don't give up despite inflation. It still is possible to save, but it does take some flexibility and reprioritization.
1: Okay. What kinds of tools and resources are out there that can help us make savings easier?
5: So my favorite tools among all for savings is the automatic savings tool. So really, setting up automatic transfers from your checking to your savings account. This is what I like to think of as you know, you kind of set it and you forget it, right? You pay yourself first. So you can begin you know, by automatically transferring a few dollars a week, or you can even divert a portion of your paycheck directly to savings. That way, you don't have to add anything else to your to-do list. There's nothing to remember, and you're achieving your savings goal, and it's happening automatically. The other thing um, that I would say, too, is that Bank of America offers a program called Sweep the Change. This is where we automatically round up your debit card purchases to the nearest dollar, and we transfer that change automatically from your checking account to your savings account. Again, nothing else that you need to remember, but it's, it's really nice when you can see that extra change start to accumulate in your savings account versus in your couch kitchen.
1: Yeah. And then the key is not to tap into that savings account unless it's an emergency.
5: Exactly. That's right. right.
1: Okay. So where can people go to learn more about the tools and resources that Bank of America has? You did mention America Saves Week at americasavesweek.org. And then what else can they find there to help them through America Saves Week?
5: Absolutely. They can also visit bettermoneyhabits.bankofamerica.com.
1: Okay, nice. So for general financial education, go to bettermoneyhabits.bankofamerica.com, bettermoneyhabits.bankofamerica.com, and then of course next week is America Saves Week. So if you'd like to get involved in savings, taking a pledge, you can look at the different days, the topics that they have. That's all at americasavesweek.org, americasavesweek.org. And Robin, I want to thank you so much for being here and giving us some real world tips and tools that we can use to grow our savings and letting us know about how to go about it. So I really appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you.
5: You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Heather. My name is Jamie
6: Bowles, and I was diagnosed with non-small cell lung cancer in December of 2018. Nobody would even know looking at me that I have stage four lung cancer. And I'm grateful for biomarker testing for that. When I was sitting down with my oncologist, there was already state-of-the-art medication available that I was going to be put on right then and there. Ask your doctor how comprehensive biomarker testing before treatment may help you decide on the best treatment. Visit noonemissed.org to learn
5: more.
1: A public service message from Longevity Foundation. You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm Heather Vail, and today I'm speaking with Bianca Padilla, CEO and co-founder of CareWell, who made the Forbes 30 under 30 list last year. We've also got Brandon Phelps, Gen Z winner of the Caregiver of the Year Award. February 17th was National Caregiver's Day, and CareWell is honoring the hard work of caregivers like Brandon while providing caregiving tools and resources. Bianca and Brandon, thank you both so much for being here today to talk about the state of caregiving in the U.S. Thank you for having us, Heather. Thank you. Bianca, what is it that prompted you to start CareWell?
6: Well, it was through my own uh, personal caregiving experience, caring for my grandmother and really uh, finding no great resource for any information uh, any reputable source to find any of the products that I needed. And I thought it was uh, really uh, terrible because there were 53 million caregivers and growing for a, a massive population of, of baby boomers who are retiring and thought it was a great way to build a business and really give back to the community.
1: Okay. And I mentioned the CareWell Caregiver Awards, of which Brandon is one of the winners. What exactly are those awards?
6: So CareWell uh, Caregiving Awards is our opportunity to advocate for caregivers and really give back $10,000 in partnership with Tranquility, which is an incontinence brand, uh, to the caregiving community because there is a huge financial strain that comes with caregiving. Um, And so this is an opportunity to give back and highlight caregivers who go above and beyond, just like Brandon here.
1: Brandon, what does winning this award mean to you?
4: It was incredibly surprising to me, and it's um, incredibly affirming to know that somebody sees the work that you do. It's not something that's common for people to know about, especially for people my age being a caregiver. And so to have a company like CareWell, whose mission is to bring light to caregivers, has been so encouraging to me.
1: And what's your personal story, Brandon? What kind of caregiving are you doing?
4: Yeah, so I became a caregiver for my mom uh, at the age of 19 in my first year of college. And um, she has a rare neurodegenerative disease. And so I went from, you know, being a a high school kid to taking care of my mom, uh, helping her through her diagnostic journey, and then caring for my younger sister at the same time. So we kind of flipped roles at a somewhat early age.
1: Yeah, yeah, that must have been tough. And also, you know, I've heard that caregivers feel kind of removed, kind of isolated. How do you deal, both of you, how How did you deal with those types of feelings of not being connected?
6: What I did was try to look online for communities. I tried to honestly tell people around what it is that you feel lonely about. And in my case, it spurred me to actually start a business that completely changed the course of my life. I've been doing this almost ten years now. And so I got to be the customer care agents for the first two years and speak to thousands of customers <laughs> um, who were caregivers just like me, and that really made me feel connected.
4: Yeah, being a caregiver can be um, very isolating. It was for me because I was removed from you know college, wasn't able to participate in that. Being a full-time caregiver, I didn't have any opportunities for really getting together with friends. And so um, through uh, the patient advocacy organization that represents my mom's rare disease, that's really been helpful to to connect me with others in similar situations, um, and to help me process a lot of the challenges that come with caregiving.
1: So, for those of us who are not caregivers, but might have caregivers in our family or our close circle of friends, and obviously we all really admire what caregivers do, but sometimes people who are not caregivers don't really know what you guys need. So, what's the best way for friends and family to support caregivers that they know?
4: Well, I would say um, one thing that isn't super helpful is only saying, please let me know what I can do to help you. Because a lot of times caregivers, especially early on in the caregiving journey, um, are so focused on taking care of their person that they're not focused on their own needs. And so a lot of times us caregivers don't know what we need because we're not focusing on ourselves. So I would say just rolling up your sleeves and doing something. It might be the wrong thing, it might not be what they need at that moment, but you won't know until you try. And so if you do have a caregiver in your life, I would say uh, just take that step, lean in, uh, try something and uh, and see what happens.
1: Okay. Bianca, what is the overall state of caregiving in the U.S. right now?
6: Uh, the U.S. state of the caregiver, there's 53 million caregivers. That means 20% of the American population are caregivers. That means you know somebody, that's why I always say, ask how you can help, uh, make a commitment to help, even send a text saying, Thank you so much for helping really goes a long way in just keeping somebody motivated. But the entire label market that we're seeing today, there's huge shortage already in labor. And as you can see with Brandon, right, having a drop out of college, that is really typical for a caregiver. In fact, one in three uh, caregivers drop out of the workforce. And so as businesses, as government, as society, we've got to do everything we can to support caregivers by offering Work uh, from home options, hybrid options, flexible work schedule, um, so that we can make sure that we're supporting them and also keeping them in the workforce, so that they can best uh, provide, you know, financial help. Because uh, caregiving is super expensive. ARP just did a study; they spend seven thousand dollars annually out of their own money in order to care for their loved ones. So it's a huge financial burden, and and they need all the help and commitment from the rest of
1: us that they can get. How are we expecting the state of caregiving to change over the next decade or so?
6: It's only getting worse with the aging baby boomer population. Uh, The number of caregivers available to care for this aging demographic is uh, not getting any bigger, but the the actual population is growing substantially. So there's going to be a much bigger strain on caregivers than ever before over the next 10 years.
1: Okay. And is there support available from the government for caregivers like you both?
6: There is. And sometimes it can be quite hard to kind of sift through all of the options. Brandon, do you have any uh, advice?
4: Yeah. Well, a lot of times support options vary by state by state. Thankfully in California, we do have a a part of a Medi-Cal program called In-Home Supportive Services, which is helpful, but it's very... uh, the process to gaining that resource is very obscure and uh, not a lot of people know about it and it also it doesn't uh fully I mean it's a small drop in the bucket to what's actually needed and most states don't have that resource so there's there's a significant financial burden as Bianca mentioned and it's there's not anything that meets it right now wow
1: Okay, so where can listeners go to learn more about CareWell, more about caregiving in general, and also see who else won the CareWell Caregiver Awards? Because this is the one time when you guys are in the spotlight, which is so much deserved all of the time, but especially now, let's show off and show who won.
6: Yeah, you can visit us online at carewell.com if you want to see all of the award winners, six of them amongst 3000 applicants. You can visit us at carewell.com slash cca 2023. You can also visit us at Carewell Family on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, uh, where you can actually read about the stories like Brandon and like others um, who are providing such a commitment to their loved ones and the the financial support, the time, the effort. And really connect and find other caregivers like you.
1: Okay, awesome. So once again, carewell.com is the website to go to, carewell.com. If you would like to see the other winners in the Carewell Caregiver Awards, it's carewell.com slash cca2023, carewell.com slash cca2023, or connect with them on social media, at Carewell Family on social And Bianca and Brandon, I want to thank you both so much for being here, talking about this crucial topic and letting us know what the state of caregiving is in the U.S. You both deserve such amazing props and appreciation. So I appreciate your time now and I appreciate what you're doing overall. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Heather. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself.
0: For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
1: This is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show, and I'm Heather Vale. Joining me today is Martin Greeter, Group Vice President at Sonova Consumer Hearing. March 3rd is World Hearing Day, and hearing loss is more common than people think, but new technologies and treatments are available to help them. Martin, thank you so much for being here today.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: So how common is hearing loss in the United States?
0: Actually, it's it's remarkably common. About one in five uh, people are living with some sort of hearing loss. And worldwide in 2013, the WHO estimated to be about 630 million people.
1: Wow. What are the early symptoms to hearing loss?
0: Well, it's actually, it starts in, in restaurants where you have a hard time following a conversation you are kind of asking or, or, or pretending you're understanding the conversation when you are missing a few words. And um, that's the first sign, really, that there's an issue.
1: So the first signs usually happen in like a noisy environment rather than a quiet room where you're having a one-on-one conversation.
0: Correct. Usually, uh, even people like my, myself, I don't have a diagnosed hearing loss, but I, I actually, you know, at times in a very noisy restaurant, I struggle to follow a conversation. So I'd say that's the first kind of use case and then you would need some situational support for your hearing.
1: Okay. So how do we know when it's just, okay, I'm getting older, I'm losing some hearing versus, okay, now it's time to seek professional help and go further?
0: Generally speaking, it's always good to seek professional help. But I would say if you are like myself, just facing from time to time uh, you know, in in noisy situations, you have a hard time understanding people, then I think the new solutions which are now are coming to the market in terms of speech-enhanced hearables uh, or the -the over-the-counter hearing aids are good substitutes, and they can be bought uh, without being a healthcare professional.
1: Okay. Now, a lot of people don't like the idea of hearing aids. There's kind of a stigma around wearing hearing aids. Why do you think that is, and what's changing?
0: Yeah, totally. there's a big stigma around hearing aids. About our, the survey we have recently conducted with two and a half thousand people, about 35% of those people said that they have some degree of embarrassment if they were wearing a hearing aid. That's three times more than people wearing uh, glasses. I think what's happened if you go back for any for any glasses also think they were big brown, big glasses. And we're seen as very medical. And over the years, they come that nowadays you can't really distinguish anymore. Is someone wearing glasses because they, they need uh, eyesight support or is it just a, a fashion statement? Mm-hmm. And I think now with a uh, new, new technology moving into the earbuds providing speech mm-hmm. enhancement, uh, I think the same is going to happen in the future where people will not be able to distinguish anymore. Is that person really wearing that earbud for speech enhancement or just because he's, he's wearing an earbud to listen to music or something else?
1: Yeah, that's true. A lot of people walk around with their phone earbuds in all the time listening to music. So it's, you know, it's not that big a difference, right?
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: So you mentioned the old school, large size, ugly hearing aids. What do new hearing aids look like?
0: <laughs> yeah, so they come in all kinds of forms and sizes. And if you have like um, the speech enhanced hearables, which are basically for, for helping you in situational uh, noisy environment. Uh, they usually look like earbuds. Then you have some devices which have all different factors uh, uh, and designs. You, and you still have the hearing aid, which has that typical kind of somewhat long-shaped uh, device you carry behind your ear.
1: Okay. Tell us about the new ad campaign you guys did with Twisted Sister frontman D Snider.
0: Yeah, that's great. We're so uh, happy and excited to partner with D Snider. I, I was blessed to actually um, have dinner with him in Las Vegas recently when we launched uh, Conversations here at the CES. Um, it was, um, he, he's, he's a great guy, and uh, it's amazing that he's so open about this and is just happy to share. Obviously, him having been a rock star and played in a rock band for many, many years, he's been exposed to uh, loud sound for hours on end. And that does, over time, damage your the very sensitive hair cells you have in your. And so um, it was great that he was open. He was open to talk about this uh, and uh, do this ad campaign with us, which is actually a great, uh, it's got some great humor in there. So I really recommend everyone to look it up and watch it.
1: <laughs> that sounds cool. You know, that's that's kind of <laughs> typical though. We, you know, we think of rock stars and rock stars often do lose their hearing because they're standing by these giant speakers that are just pounding music. And, you know, in the back of the stadium, the music's loud, so imagine what it is on stage. But most of us don't get exposed to those levels of noise pollution. So what are some of the things that we do get exposed to on a regular basis that could cause hearing loss that we should be more aware of?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think if you look at the the youth today, I would say that they probably get exposed to the same kind of noise you would have rock stars exposed to when they go to nightclubs or rays or things like that, which are really, you know, far too loud. And now for more older people, you, you would be surprised actually, you know, out and about you can be exposed to, you know, anything above uh, 90 decibels is considered as noise and if that's only for a couple of minutes, or you know, ten minutes or fifty minutes, it will not harm your ear. But if you're exposed to that for for hours on end, then even a, a loud train, a loud highway, over time could already start to damage your health Okay.
1: So, where can people go to find out more information about hearing loss in general, and also the new technologies that are available?
0: Yeah. So. Uh, about hearing loss in general, um, obviously a good a place to go to is the WHO. Uh, if it's for general purpose of medicine. Obviously, we at Sonova have also a lot of information around hearing loss on our website, sonova.com. And then specifically for the new uh, rotation here, Hearable are in the process of launching right now. Uh, the best place to go will be sennheiser-hearing.com. And then also um, into Amazon or Best Buy. You'll be able to find the device.
1: Okay, if you want to find out more about hearing loss in general, look up the World Health Organization, WHO, the World Health Organization. If you want to find out more about the technologies that are available these days, there's information on Sonova.com as well as sennheiser-hearing.com, and Sennheiser owns Sonova, right? Correct. Okay, so synova.com if you want to find out more information about hearing loss and about the technologies that are available, or sennheiser-hearing.com. And Martin, I want to thank you so much for being here and bringing more awareness to this, you know, one in five people, that's a lot of people that are suffering from some level of hearing loss, and letting everyone know about the new technologies that are available and the new treatments. So I really appreciate your time being here. Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me and always happy to help uh, people with hearing loss. Thank you. Hi, I'm Bob Maxwell, CEO of
4: Voice of the Veteran. In the last year, we have helped secure nearly $4 million in aid and lifetime benefits for veterans. If you're a veteran, call us today at 702-381-2566.
1: I'm Heather Vale with the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show, and this is your community events calendar for nonprofit initiatives and charity events around the valley. February is American Heart Month, and you have a few days left to support the Children's Heart Foundation by dining at Buddy Velastro Restaurants. At Buddy V's Ristorante, a portion of Prefix, Lunches and Dinners will go directly to the Children's Heart Foundation. And at Pizza Cake, the Boss Cafe by Buddy Velastro, and Buddy's Jersey Eats, you can donate to the organization at the register. Also, Founders Coffee will donate a portion of their red velvet drink to the Children's Heart Foundation. Find out the details at chfn.org. That's chfn.org. February is also Age-Related Macular Degeneration, or AMD, Awareness Month, and retina specialists are urging you to get eye exams for early diagnosis. AMD is the leading cause of blindness and vision loss among Americans over 60. Find out more information and tips at cforalifetime.org. That's cforalifetime.org. The Shade Tree's 3rd annual Champagne and Pearls fundraising brunch is happening Sunday, March 5th from 10:30 a.m. to 1:30 p.m. at Emerald at Queen's Ridge, 891 South Rampart at Charleston. Each guest receives brunch, mimosas, an interactive panel discussion, gift bag shopping experience and more. This signature event celebrates Southern Nevada female trailblazers in advance of International Women's Day. All proceeds benefit the Shade Tree's mission to provide safe shelter to domestic violence and human trafficking survivors and their children. Get your tickets or find out more at theshadetree.org. That's theshadetree.org. Monday's Dark with Mark Chinook is a bi-monthly musical fundraising party at The Space, with each event raising $10,000 for a specific charity in 90 minutes. Upcoming shows include Monday, March 6th at 8 p.m., benefiting the Epicurean Charitable Foundation, and Monday, March 20th at 8 p.m., benefiting the Bright Star Foundation. Get tickets or find out more details at mondaysdark.com. That's mondaysdark.com. The second annual Links to Hope Golf Classic to support Hopelink of Southern Nevada is happening Friday, March 10th with an 8 a.m. shotgun start at Camara Golf Club in Henderson. Proceeds go towards Hopelink's mission of preventing homelessness, preserving families and providing hope. The Golf Classic will also feature friendly competitions, prizes, and an afternoon awards banquet to recognize the day's winners. Sign up to golf, attend the banquet, or become a sponsor at linktohope.org. That's link, the number two, hope.org. The Nevada State Contractors Board is hosting the third annual Hammers and Hope event on Friday, March 10th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the East Las Vegas Library. Held during National Women in Construction Week, this free event is geared towards highlighting construction industry career opportunities for women. It features panel discussions, mentorship opportunities, and a career fair. Find out more details at nscb.nv.gov. That's nscb.nv.gov. The fifth annual Walk for Friendship Las Vegas Fundraiser Walk and Community Carnival is happening Sunday, March 26, with check-in at 10 a.m., walk at 11 a.m., and carnival at noon at Las Vegas Sports Park, 1400 North Rampart. Support the Friendship Circle's efforts to provide social and recreational opportunities for children and young adults with disabilities. Find out more or register at walkforfriendshiplv.com. That's walk. The number 4, FriendshipLV.com. The Junior League of Las Vegas, or JLLV, is hosting its 20th annual Paint the Town Red event on Saturday, April 1st at 6 p.m. at the Venetian Resort. This is JLLV's largest annual fundraiser honoring those who have made outstanding contributions to volunteerism and developing the potential of women in our local community. Find out more info or get your tickets at jllv.org. That's jllv.org. The Baller Dream Foundation and Circa Resort and Casino are hosting a celebrity poker tournament from April 28th to 30th at Circa Resort and Casino's 60th floor rooftop lounge, The Legacy Club. This three-day celebrity-filled weekend experience is hosted by Hall of Fame pitcher Greg Maddox to benefit young warriors battling cancer. Find out more, get your tickets, donate an item to the silent auction, or sign up to play poker at ballerdream.org circa. That's ballerdream.org slash circa. And Make-A-Wish Southern Nevada is holding their Walk for Wishes event on World Wish Day, Saturday, April 29th at Town Square, Las Vegas. Make-A-Wish chapters and affiliates across the globe come together each year to celebrate World Wish Day, the anniversary of the wish that inspired the founding of Make-A-Wish back in 1980. You can join in the celebration of more than 350,000 wishes that have already been granted while raising funds for future wishes. Sign up or find out more information at wish.org/snv. That's wish.org/snv.